Fresh Pod. I'm Pauline Wong. I'm joined by my co-host, John Wagner and Eugene Kim. We hope you're having a very lovely new year so far. I don't know about you guys, but it's been <laughs> been great. <laughs> so um, on today's episode, we thought we would do something a little bit different. Um, if you have heard any of our previous episodes already, you may have started to get to know us a little bit already, but we thought it would be nice to have an opportunity to get to know us a little bit more um, and give each of us an entire episode, which is exciting. So today we're going to ask all the questions to Eugene and get to know Eugene a little bit more, not only for you know, his potential and current clients, but also for us to get to know each other as well. Sounds weird, not me starting, Why? right? <laughs> <laughs> this is Pauline introducing. Yay. Yay. All right. I'm excited for this. <laughs> I have a lot of questions for you, Eugene. Okay, cool. Let's start it off. Where are you based? And is there a reason for you to be based where you are? I'm based in Las Vegas, Nevada, USA. I know we've been we've I know we our our podcast has been um, expanding globally. Uh, so that's you know, Las <laughs> uh, probably a lot of people probably already know Las Vegas is based in US. But yeah, I've been in I've been living in Vegas for about six coming on to seven years already. Oh wow, seven years. Um, and um, we moved from Cal uh, California specifically San Francisco. San Francisco was getting a little bit expensive. It is the most ex expensive city in the U.S. currently. And at that time, I was working for a different company, and that company allowed me to work remotely. Uh, so just, it was kind of nice to work somewhere that was a little bit more spacious, a little bit cheaper. So and Vegas was close enough that if I needed to go into the office, that was only an hour flight. So we chose Vegas. Uh, it's a bit hot during the summertime, but... As far as the photography goes, it's like it's probably one of the very few places that I really enjoy in terms of all the nature surrounding. Um, there are a lot of rocks. Red Rock Canyon is only five minutes away. You know, Grand Canyon, Zion National Park, Death Valley, Yosemite. Um, yeah, so all the having all the natures around, it's quite a lucky lucky place to be i guess yeah so we've been really enjoying it yeah i mean like i said it's almost hot but yeah it's been good were you debating between other cities or was that like just the top so the, the first option actually was uh portland oregon just because a lot of my sort of like co-workers and my like past colleagues have moved up there and yeah. at the same time, they also advised me not to move up there because it was getting very busy and very crowded. There was nothing, you know, it was just going to be just another San Francisco. Um, so I think other option was either Scottsdale, Arizona or Vegas. And we've come to Vegas before and, you know, like, I mean, as, as traveling as well, we've enjoyed here all the time. So, yeah, it's been good. Well, perfect. <laughs> Do you think you would stay in Vegas or would you... Somewhere else. Um, I think yeah, that's a good question. I, I think we will. I mean, we definitely like my wife and I definitely have sort of ambitious future in terms of like living different parts of the world and all that. But at the same time, I think if we were to come back to the states and 
you know, have a home base in the States, I think Vegas, I think is a good place to have that. You know, it's, you know, even while we're gone, like we don't have to pay a ton of tax to like, such as living in California or, you know, if we're not here, then, you know, we don't have to, you know, deal with different, different issues. Um, It's very easy going, although there are a lot more people moving to here, but yeah, I think Vegas is, I think Vegas will be a home base. Like if, like, if I get to live in like multiple cities, (laughs) even so. I think Vegas will be one of the one of those as well. Okay, next question for you, Eugene. So, what is your main line of work? In terms of photography, right? Yes. Yeah, um, I mostly do uh, couples. I like to say couples over like wedding photography, just because. But I think I've always done a lot of engagement sessions, a lot of honeymoon sessions, mm-hmm. just anniversary, or just because. I think, and that's kind of like feeding into doing more weddings as well. But I think I've always enjoyed doing a lot of these sort of more informal, something that we can spend a lot of time exploring and traveling to different parts of, you know, like if it's near Vegas, around Vegas, or, you know, go to different national parks or mm-hmm. do all that kind of stuff. Doing weddings out there would be amazing, but something that's Something that I'm working on, working towards, and something that hopefully um, I'll be able to do more of. But yeah, for now, I think couples. Yeah. So in terms yeah. of um, in terms of like traditional weddings and um, or like um, adventure weddings, where are you leaning? What is your favorite? Like, hmm. which weddings do you like to do more? I think it's difficult to say, but they're definitely definitely fun in both parts. Um, mm-hmm. Traditional weddings, you know, having a lot of a lot of people and just enjoying the sort of like the moments of like doing all the parties and mm-hmm. you know that that sort of that sort of vibe is kind of nice. Yeah. But I think in terms of my creative energy goes and sort of love for the nature, I think calls out for the adventure wedding to be more of sort of i mean that's something that i did with a lot of the honeymoon sessions and mm. engagement sessions as well mm. um <laughs> honestly i never thought people could get married out in in the wild <laughs> so yeah. i guess that's one of the reasons i never like asked people to do you know to actually get married out there but yeah i mean i've done quite a few engagement sessions and honeymoon sessions out there and th- those are something that i definitely enjoyed you know getting to travel with the couples and just planning the entire session together and just kind of creating, you know, even if you go to the same place, it's never the same, different weather, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're wearing different kind of outfits and different vibe as well. So those are always kind of fun and just trying to make something more beautiful and just something something that can be out of my uh, imagination and creativity is, mm-hmm. is, is very fun thing to be doing. Have you dabbled in any other types of photography in the past? And if so... Why aren't you doing that still? I've been so I I've always enjoyed taking pictures, and I think the the one thing that really sort of got me really into photography is um, travel photography. So just because I traveled quite a lot and growing up, and just taking pictures of where I went, what I ate, and what kind of buildings there were, or what kind of people there they live in in that part of the part of the town or that part of the country and um, I think next step was the 
landscape photography as a sort of like introvert, just having to go to somewhere that I can just sort of quiet down and think about different things has always been sort of like a big, big draw for me for the landscape photography. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think I'm a good enough like landscape photographer or a street photographer <laughs> to make a living out of it. But I mean, I still, I still love those. I still enjoy taking pictures. I feel like it's it's a weird thing, but it's like even though I'm an introvert, I love being around people. I love taking pictures of, you know, different different scenery of having people in it and mm. and all that. Whereas you know, street photography, I don't really have any control of that. So, and there's no story of those people other than other than how they look at in that sort of moment. So. Yeah, so that's why I think wedding has always been kind of a um, big interest for me. Do you have a bucket list for weddings? Bucket list for weddings. Yeah. Um. Well, there's there's there are ton. I mean, just like I was saying, like I think just going out to doing the same thing that you know I was doing for engagement sessions or honeymoon sessions, um, out in doing those sessions out in Grand Canyon or Antelope Canyon, Horseshoe Bend. Um, Death Valley, Nest, uh, Yosemite, all those amazing natures and doing weddings out there would be amazing. But also, I think, um, even though a lot of these places that I've been to, um, I would love to do, you know, go to go and travel to different places in the world and uh, photograph wedding over there. Um, some of the list I'll probably say New Zealand is probably one of the top of my list. Bali. Italy, probably close to like Positano or, yeah, uh, even like Morocco, oh, yeah. uh, Korea, like Jeju Island. Just to kind of, yeah, having, having, doing weddings in those places, I think those, those would be amazing. Yeah, I think, I think we do have a pretty, pretty similar bucket lists. Oh, yeah. When it comes to, yeah, locations and, um, yeah, destinations. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, I think I think there's a lot of people's a lot of wedding photographers dream kind of thing, you know, like mm. they if they do like travel and if they do like to yeah. take photographs in different parts of the country or different parts of the world, you know. Those those yeah. lists that I just said is pretty popular location. So mm. yeah. Why why do you think why do you think people book you? Oh. <laughs> why do people why do I think people book me? Hmm. I think I think there are two sides of that story. Probably like one coming from my past clients and one coming mm -hmm. from like sort of like my intentions and my sort of thought process. My past clients have said that apparently I have <laughs> apparently <laughs> apparently I have good sort of like standard of work to mm -hmm. to show that 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 they like. And second is that. Um, a lot of the past clients after the wedding or after the sort of like having gone through the entire experience with me, they've always said that um, sort of like the entire sort of like work process and sort of like experience with me was a lot more than the, well, they never say it was a lot more than, but um, it's, they've always kind of like when they leave a review and stuff, you know, like they always say they they talk more about the reviews. I mean, they talk more about the experience, and that they talk more about, you know, how their guests like me, and you know, all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. more than 
more than the photography side of things. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But, <laughs> cool. but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's that's sort of like the my point of view that I was going to kind of say because like I think you know like oh, even though all the weddings and all the sort of like sessions look the same, they're never the same. Like everyone mm -hmm. is very unique in their mm -hmm. own way. So just having a couple like depending on how they met and mm -hmm. what kind of love story they have and what kind of relationship they've had and you know um some of the some of the travel locations they've been to together all these things and you know all these little you know all the little things you know like even how they grew up uh -huh. um, do taking part in terms of like how to how i'm going to tell the story uh -huh. um, because depending on how i decide on how i want to tell the story they're going to they may have a different different sort of like different uh -huh. vibe and different view when they look back into their wedding albums or look back into their photos and you know at the end of the day those are my decision like my creative mm -hmm. decision yeah um so and i think that's i think i think i don't know who who said it but i think someone did say like my approach is very sort of like wholesome um just kind of tying everything together is i think why people book me um so there's like a consistency sort of like throughout from booking process all the way to the to the end of like a delivering gallery plus um, albums cool is there a type of client that you find you tend to book or attract or is there a type of client that you want to attract in terms of like maybe their I don't know, their mindset, their personalities. It doesn't have to be specific, just could be pretty vague if you want. Yeah, I, I haven't I've never really narrowed it down. I but I know exactly what you're saying, like mm. in terms of like some of the type of clients that I often tend to work with or but even though I'm an intro introvert, like I tend to work well with extroverted <laughs> clients. Yeah um i think because oftentimes they tell me like what they want in terms of like like what some of the questions that i ask like even though you know i don't know if it's just because because i'm an introvert i think in that way but let's say if i ask a couple that where was where was a um a location that they've enjoyed traveling the most together and oftentimes i think introverts kind of think through that process of like why is he asking this question and trying to explain everything whereas all the a lot of extroverted people like do do say something just pops into their mind and oftentimes then i can interpretate that without any without any layers of sort of like soul process so and then oftentimes if i ask them to do um, a pose or anything then they can just kind of do it like without any hesitation and without you know it, all the all the poses are never perfect and that's that's one thing that i do like about these things and they're not meant to be perfect it's meant to create who they are as 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 couples as as, as people so just having i think i tend to definitely you know just having people tell me what they have in mind um, oftentimes I can be sort of like literally just frank with them and, you know, um, have a good conversation and really tell the story in a way they sort of like, they sort of want. Um, so yeah. Um, 
and I definitely do get definitely do get a lot of Korean people. Just I don't know, it's just because I'm like the only Korean photographer in Vegas, but but yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'm I'm always amazed how oh Eugene's clients are always so nice. Are they usually um traveling to Vegas or are they based yeah. in the States? So I so I don't know the stats for this year, but the stats from last year, I had it up and um it was ninety-five percent of my clients were visiting Vegas mm-hmm. or that the at least the, for the session that happened in Vegas. Right. Um and so it was ninety-five percent traveling and the only five percent that are local, um, yeah. whether they're from here or they they just they just live here. And um out of that 95% people traveling to Vegas, about 70%, no, 70% were from um, US. But I think that's just probably because uh, because it was like COVID time. Um, right. I think I think it was probably like 50-50 more like. Yeah. Super interesting. Yeah. I guess we should have asked this question before, but... <laughs> Um, you have lots of love for travel, as we all do. I think that's what I found that we have all in common. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What about traveling makes you excited about traveling and makes you not want to stop? I think I don't know if this is a good way to kind of say it, but I think I have a pretty good life. But as at the same time, I think travel kind of gets me away from the life that we were kind of in. I think that is probably what i enjoy about traveling in the recent years probably when i was younger you know there's there's nothing to avoid it there was nothing to you know get away from um but i think one thing that i did enjoy when i was when i was much younger like in in my teens and early 20s uh was i've always i've always believed that travel is the best way to learn like i'm not saying i'm not saying just in general terms but in terms of like even it can replace uh schools <laughs> mm-hmm. just because just by meeting people who live you know other parts of the world or other in other cultures and speaking different languages you get to really learn like their perspective and oftentimes they're very different to my own or people who live in the in the area that you know I live in and i think that kind of pushes me to think not my rate my way is always the right way and it kind of opens up sort of like the horizon of you know um that any answer can be valid and in any um problems or any situations and i think that i think that part just fascinates me all the time you know like it doesn't matter if even if you know even if i go to the same place that i've been 10 years ago you know i will learn something different it's like reading a book again you know you read the book like four or five times you will learn different things every single time you read that book so and yeah it's it's never enough and i think there's just there's so many places to go like within you know i think i think now the uh space travel is coming but even within the (laughs) even within within inside the earth you know there's so many places we can go and so many different things that we can experience and Mm -hmm. yeah my my travel theme is all has always been a place with good food 
and things to take pictures of. And that completely explains, like, I think, I think all the location that has good food and pretty buildings and pretty sceneries are often where that town or that city or that country has gone through a lot. Yeah. Like there's a lot of history, there's a lot of cultures, there's a lot of just just a lot of a lot of story to it. And oftentimes that just fascinates me. And yeah, it's even even some of the places that I want to go, I can probably sit down and, you know, list 50 quite easily. So yeah, there's uh, a lot of places to go. Are maybe your top two or three places you've ever been to? That's what I, that's what I was gonna ask. So oh, really? Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I think it changes all the time. I think you know, like like you know, when you when like when you kind of go through go through life, and sometimes like if there's just so much stress to it, and sometimes you kind of think about those places that you can just kind of go and relax, and, and you know, like you often think about the places that you've been to, so. You know, in those situations, like Hawaii is always an amazing place, and some of the like southern Italy or like Greek islands are very, you know, relaxful and peaceful. And but in terms of like a urban history and sort of like things to do, Barcelona and probably like some of the Italian cities, I haven't really traveled that much outside Europe. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not being I'm not being biased to biased to Europe just because in Asia I've only only been to Korea, China, and Japan. Um, I haven't been to any other countries. I would like to go to, you know, like I say, Indonesia, uh, Thailand, uh, Vietnam, all those places there. Mm -hmm. um, I've I've been to Africa, only to Morocco, and Tunisia, South America. I've never, never been. You know, a lot of the Caribbean islands sounds very interesting too. <laughs> so, yeah, I think yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a lot of. I think it's it's one of those things like, like if people were to ask me about like what should we do if we go to visit somewhere like Munich, then I I would still have so many recommendations to to suggest. So it's really difficult to kind of pick the favorite because everywhere is different and everywhere has that characteristics and the fun part about it but i think if i were to kind of say like what would be a place that i would like to go to like right now then probably i would say tuscany palma area in in italy yeah just just go in just sit down enjoy really good food and um enjoy good wine and just just relax take some good photos and yeah that's amazing <laughs> yeah sounds like a fun time we should all go on a trip and just do yeah. that <laughs> yeah I, I i don't think i've ever actually done something like that that relaxing because i mean like my wife like one of the things that my wife said that's most surprising about me is that when i travel i travel mm -hmm. with um sort of like every five minutes kind of plan <laughs> so like is very detailed <laughs> very detailed yeah oh so like gosh. Yeah, so like I opposite it, of John. <laughs> no. <laughs> I talked about this with him when he went to his seventy. It was quite funny. Yeah. So yeah, no, when I when I travel oftentimes I that's that's one of the reasons I've never been to any places that's just kind of relaxing. Because well, first if I go to somewhere relaxing, I'm playing golf. But <laughs> if even if not, then 
you know, a lot of the cities, I think I'm, I'm, I'm usually getting up around like six o'clock, seven o'clock or six o'clock just to kind of see what the, what that city is like, you know, without any, any people around and kind of thing. So, so from six o'clock, it's, it's like every five minutes <laughs> where are we eating breakfast and where are we were like, how long it will take to walk to different places. And yeah. Eugene, if I travel with you, we're going <laughs> to, no, we're not going to do that. Well, we'll we yeah, might maybe, do that maybe, in, yeah. in, in Hawaii. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, I'm, like in between. I'm in between. I like some, like, some no, sort of structure, but not too detailed <laughs> every minute of the day. <laughs> I think it's just because I, I want to do so many things like while I'm there. Like it's just never enough. Like whether I spend two days or like even a week or even right. a month, it's just never enough. So, yeah, Maui. Like you know, we're all going to Maui in May, um, early May. But um, mm -hmm. right, right now, all the things that I picked out, Maui alone, not all the other islands in Hawaii, but Maui alone. Like I have like so many list of food places that we want to go to, and all the beaches that we want to go to, all the all the waterfalls that we want to go to. So yeah. That's oh me. Boy. So I don't have to do any research. Great. <laughs> yeah. Just just send me the itinerary, Eugene. Thank you. Okay. Well, if you're willing to go with me, yeah, then I'm, I'm down. For sure. Sure. I so don't would, you, would you ever consider being like a travel planner? Um <laughs> I why, do... John, why are you laughing? <laughs> why are you laughing? I'm just imagining Eugene planning. No, i planning my trips. That's actually how I started this sort of like this photography business. Like at the at very early on, like that's like I was like in in a blog that I was I was running at that time. I was um, if people had questions about Vegas or about San Francisco or LA, you know, I would give them recommendations. Like what you know, like I would see their itinerary and then say like um, like this should be a good place to go in that time kind of like a sort of like break that they have or you know a sort of opening that they have and then after that I was you know writing a literal plan for people traveling to um, European cities and all that and through that I started pitching the idea of that you know that I'll do some you know I'll take some photos as well um, so that's how that's how I actually started so yeah there you go, fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> so then if you weren't a full-time photographer, would you consider being a travel planner? <laughs> uh no. <laughs> I I think I think it's just out of the joy. Um uh, it's not for uh, money making. Yeah. You know, it's um you know, like because I I think a lot of even the people who kind of asked me like they I don't think they ever really kind of wanted to pay money like they were just asking for kind of recommendations, mm -hmm. um you know the 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 day and age of internet and uh, travel agency yeah. there's a reason that travel agencies are closing so yeah mm -hmm. there you go <laughs> all the information is out there yeah so then what would you be doing if you were not a full time photographer um huh did you have like um, maybe a, like a career or a job you had in mind when you were younger that you wanted to be or what you wanted to be when you were younger? Yeah, I did. Changed a few times, but yeah, I did. Of course. Um, <laughs> one of the, I think one of the most that, that I actually tried to pursue was a uh, sports agent, soccer agent to be exact. Um, just the fact that, oh, wow. you know, I, 
Football. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with that. The the what what majority of people call. Um but um yeah, so growing up in, in the UK, obviously that's that was one of uh, one of my biggest passions. And um I did play I did play a little bit as well. Um and and when it comes down to sports marketing, US is fairly good, you know, fairly well known for that. To kind of tell a little bit of history about the US history, uh the marketing side of things. So one of the reasons the Olympic Games is so profitable and so big with money is because this guy called Peter Uberth, um started the whole, you know, uh, sponsorship deals and everything in 1984 with LA Olympics. So before before 1984, like no one really made any money, mm. but after 1984 Olympics, yeah, the profit profit is increasing every year. Uh, so yeah. I wanted to learn about the sports marketing side, side of things and go back to Europe and be a uh, soccer agent. And then the sort of like to become a sports agent or a soccer agent is in the US is that you have to study the business side of things first, marketing or just business admin. And then in the postgraduate, you have to study the, stu uh, the sports side of things, sports business and all that sort of stuff. With me, I did, I did up to undergraduate. And then I did marketing in undergraduate, and then I was like, "Huh, good enough," <laughs> and never went into the postgraduate, and then studied the sports side of things. So, and then just being in San Francisco, I got to uh, work in pretty cool stuff. A lot of the IT marketing side of things. So that that was that was fun as well. So, although I did love soccer, the football, I think just. I've always, I think the business side side of things, I think always was very interesting for me as well. So that was a big, yeah, that was a big interest for me. And yeah, at one point I wanted to be a chef as well. So yeah, there was a lot of things that kind of crossed across my mind. So yeah, kind of going back to your original question, I think, I think I would have found something in marketing field what I was doing was getting a little bit boring the time that I was uh, I left. I was getting into a little bit the kind of area that I didn't really want to stay stay um, that much. So I don't know. Maybe I would have pursued into sports side of things and maybe try kept going at the being a being a football agent. I mean, even marketing has changed so much, especially with you know internet, social media, mm. and I feel like it will continue to evolve as well. So. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a big field, yeah. And with our businesses now, you are doing marketing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Of course, and yeah. I feel like every day we're marketing ourselves, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think uh, this is probably one of the, you know, um, sort of like sort of like recommendation that I have for other fellow photographers if you're listening is um, kind of just being yourself. And when I say being yourself, it's the reason I say being being yourself is the easiest way to market yourself is because you don't have to calculate what people would think if you were to create a different characteristics. Whatever that you do is is very natural thing for you, and it's easy decision to make, and you will attract similar type of people who believe in similar things and who would like the similar that type of work that you're doing that's why i say being being yourself is the easiest way to market yourself 
but in this day and age with three three seconds instagram reels and you know three seconds youtube youtube shorts just just have to make a lot of those and just have to get it out there as much as you know often as possible <laughs> yeah eugenia i want to talk about your website a little bit so there's a there's a dedicated protecting nature part in your website uh why why is that i i I don't. I don't actually do as much. Um, and considering having having a dedicated page on 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 the on my website, but I I do concern a lot about the a lot about the environment at you know at the moment, and that concern is kind of growing, you know, almost every day. You know, now you know, there's so much so much things going on, and even even this week or last week, you know, people are dying from you know, snowstorm during the, during the Christmas and, you know, people still getting into a lot of car crash, you know, when people, when, when the news tell, tell the world that people died because of cold, they, they're not factoring in the, the number of people who died or who got injured in a car crash because of the cold. <laughs> so that number is often a lot higher. And, you know, it's, it's, it, with, I guess it comes down to your belief as well, but it depends on how you believe on the system. But you know, I'm a I'm a believe. I believe that you know COVID happened because of environmental issue as well. Um, you know, like if we kind of go back to sort of like the original idea of bats kind of contaminating the the city or the town in in China you know bats shouldn't be living that far north in, in from the equator or you know that it shouldn't be that warm that it shouldn't be the the kind of climate that bats should be living in and bats always live with so many number of covid in their in their in their system and they they can be very transfer you know transfer mirable uh, transferable that's the right word right transferable to you know to people and um and you know there's a reason that all these uh, the all the disease kind of goes around in the you know hot or well, not hot but warmer climate and with you know global you know war, global warming is definitely kind of creating warmer places and making those diseases go around more easily it's yeah, yeah. I, I honestly don't think COVID, COVID will be will be the the, the or at least the COVID nineteen won't be the last one, in in our lifetime at least. So, you know, there's a lot of things, and I think it just kind of simply starts from just me loving the nature and just kind of going back to going back to kind of the same place and enjoying the sort of feelings that I get when I get to those places. You know, going back to, you know, like we, we went to Yosemite a couple of weeks and a couple of weeks ago and, you know, Yosemite, I don't know what it is about Yosemite, but whenever I go, it's it's one of my favorite national parks in the, in, in the country, or I haven't been to all the national parks, but out of all the parks that I've been to, but I don't know what it is about that place, but just makes me feel very peaceful, very, you know, there's no worry in the world. Um, you know the the area is so crisp and so nice, and that view and just I don't know, it just never gets old. Um, but every time, I mean, Yosemite is is very well managed park, and they do a very good job of keeping the way it is. But even today, I saw news from, well, not 
not the news, but Instagram post from Yosemite National Park saying like, if you're going to build snowman, just build a snowman with things that's from that nature. You know, don't put, you know, scarf yeah. around it. Yeah. And, and, you know, like if you're going to sled on the snow, you know, don't leave those plastic sled on, you know, remain on the snow. Mm. So things like that. And those things are, you know, quite painful for me to see just because like I know how that's affecting the environment and the next time we go back and you know the, we may be hearing there's a less number of bears that live in that nature or you know and so just it kind of I think it kind of comes out comes out from the anxiety and you know like me just not being able to kind of show um show my son the kind of thing that I was seeing and you know, not being able to go back to that place. It's just, yeah, it's at, at current rate at how much the hurricane is coming and how much rain is coming and how much big of a temperature change there is. It just seems like it's it's only short amount of time until those are destroyed as well. So, yeah, I think that's why I kind of push for people to be a little bit more aware of anxiety, uh, the, the environmental side of things. So... Yeah, I mean that's more of an informative sort of page page for that. Yeah, that was a long explanation, but yeah. What else do you like to do in your free time? I know you may not have a lot. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I do work quite a bit. Spending definitely spending time with uh, with my son, uh, five year old. My five year old son. He's about to be six uh, next week. So. Yeah, spending time with him, just trying not to try not to miss anything that you know him growing up, is I think probably the biggest thing, and oftentimes you know that's that means negative means you know just having family time. Mm-hmm. I think it's always been the biggest thing for me, and then if I have more free time, then playing some sports, playing going out, playing golf, and and then my sort of like I guess my eventual sort of like free time goal is. That I actually get to travel with my son, you know, like a lot of a lot of, of things that you know, a lot of like tra- travel goal that I have is like my wife is like you can go with you can go with the son and the, like she can she can be home and <laughs> just just enjoy the free time and mm-hmm. uh, so yeah uh, that's something I I mean I thought about it a few times and I think it would be quite fun just to kind of travel with him and um, show different things that you know that I've seen when I was growing up and. All that kind of stuff. So yeah. Do you have any specific plans for 2023 with your son specifically? 2023. No, not really at the moment. Take him to yeah, Canada. He's... Yeah, that might be good. <laughs> that might be good. Yeah. Come to Vancouver. No. That's uh that's not far away. So yeah, <laughs> that's definitely definitely manageable. Although one goal that I do have is don't know if it will happen in 2023, but Going to see, going to see uh, Manchester United with him. Mm. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, there are there there are direct flights from here to Manchester as well. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. He he plays soccer, right? Or you play uh, yeah. soccer with him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. And he is going to Maui with us, right? Nice. Yeah. Oh. Although he did say he's pretty sad that he'll be missing school for a week. Oh really? Yeah, he loves he loves playing with his uh, his friends. Mm. So 
Yeah, I told him that he he won't be staying there on the way no. back. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, he will have fun. Yeah. Is there okay. anything else you want us to know? Is there a fun fact that we don't know about you, or fun fact? Fun fact that people don't know that might be relevant or may not be relevant. Well, I guess that's something <laughs> that you guys can decide. Yeah. I played I played golf in college, so yeah, that's something. That's probably one of the like. That's another reason that I loved. I love golf as well. Like just being, just loving the nature, just going out to going out to golf course, um, being on the grass and just feeling the smell of all the trees around and, you know, all that. Um, but yeah, golf is um sports that probably probably my the sports that I played the best. <laughs> yeah. Any other fun fact? No, probably um not. Yeah, not that many fun facts guess probably you heard from this podcast that i did grow up in 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 europe okay to be exact or cambridge to be exact and then my family is from korea so i go back to korea quite a lot big fluent fluent korean yeah that's that's pretty much it i guess yeah okay well thank you so much eugene i i think i learned a lot more about you today cool yeah (laughs) i mean yeah i think yeah I think we just talk about you know the basic general kind of stuff like yeah. that we talk about mm-hmm. like on a daily basis. So okay. I guess some of the things that we don't really you know unless unless those things do come up, you know, there's no reason for to ask those questions or yeah. yeah. So it's kind of nice to kind of learning about like each other as well. Yeah, what I learned is if I need to travel somewhere, I need someone to help me plan. Um, call Eugene, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and also I probably will never be able to golf with you because I can't golf. So. <laughs> Oh yeah, the the number one problem is finding time when to golf because Eugene is true. I <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know how he does this. Okay, so uh, like in terms of in terms of playing golf with me, it's it's never about um how well you play. Golf is <laughs> golf can be enjoyed in so many different ways. If you come out, just go on the golf carts and that's yeah, that's, that's that's what, what my do. son does. I'll drive you. Just, <laughs> that's what my that's what my son does. Like he comes he comes out with me. He will just literally run around like oh, like yeah. entire eighteen holes. So wow. you know, come out, just have good chat, and just I don't know, drink some beers or um, yeah, I don't know, and then um, just try to hit some balls or yeah, yeah, that that's fine with me. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, that's probably what I'll do as well because I haven't played played in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when when we get a chance to find some time. Yeah. We'll play. Yeah. Are you gonna play in Maui? I, I looked at the price and I'm like, oh, probably not. The where where we're going in Maui, the Kapalua. Yeah. That's one of the that's one of they used to be one of the I don't know if they still do, but they used to be one of the PGA tour stop mm-hmm. um in, in gen, every January. And that has amazing views. So i I know that golf course pretty well just because I watch so many of them. Um but yeah, it's like it's like four hundred dollars to play. Uh, so wow. yeah so wow. we'll see yeah okay i may go and visit and just just kind of see it but yeah well thank you so much great questions yeah. john <laughs> thank you for answering them very informative <laughs> thank you and yeah if you haven't listened to our previous episodes please go ahead and listen to them we would very much enjoy that and if you have any questions always leave us a comment or reach us at on our Instagrams or Facebook page. Um, And you can always listen to our podcast on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, basically everywhere. Mm -hmm. So next episode. 
We're putting John. John in the hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So if you want to learn more about John, please stay tuned and look out for our next episode next week. See you guys next week. All right. Week. Thanks. Bye. Yeah.